Okay, hey, welcome to HSV Progressive. Um, tonight, first thing I want to do is, um, well, first thing I want to do is thank you for being here and listening and and uh, continuing to talk to each other and have conversations about this kind of stuff. Um, tonight, I'm going to talk about um, a couple of city council meetings uh, that have gone by recently. Um, and, and, uh, so uh, let me just get underway with the first one, which this, I'm going to do this as quickly, um, trying to catch up. Uh, this one was on the 27th of October. Meow. Yes, that was my cat. Okay. That was the 27th of October. Um, and, and, um, I, let's see. Here we go. Let me get the agenda in front of me. Um, uh, Bill Kling was not at the meeting on the 27th of October, just FYI. Uh, the usual stuff at the front end, um, special recognition uh, stuff, and I'm not, I'm not going to touch that, whatever. Um, Public hearings, uh, nuisance abatement, which I, I still, I'm not really sure why they call it nuisance anyway, you know, so uh, what's the difference between condemning something and call and doing nuisance abatement? Uh, but anyway, there's been a lot, this is ongoing. And, uh, again, it came up in the, in the most recent city council meeting too. Uh, but, um, <laughs> public hearings to be held uh, um, item B was a public hearing on the rezoning of 71.55 acres of land lying on the south of Martin Luther King Jr. Highway and east and west of Pulaski Pike from planned industrial district which by the way is already almost completely denuded of trees or almost vegetation from anything I could tell from the pictures. Uh, planned industrial to highway business C4 district and residence two district. Highway business C4, you can have um, uh, businesses and like apartments mixed in together is my understanding. Residence 2 district is single-family dwellings, is my understanding. Um, I still would love, maybe, if they would do a forum on zoning. Wouldn't that be swell and we could all understand what all of these codes that they're talking to each other in code all the time. Anyway, so there's discussion uh, on, on this one about putting apartments in that area and Francis Ackridge who is not on the city council anymore as of this recording <laughs> uh, said that uh, is anybody being concerned about uh, are we building too many apartments um, are we going to saturate the market so you know uh, oh heaven forfend that the supply might cause the price to go down. Just unfathomable and horrors. It reminded me immediately of the when, when Francis Ackridge got on stage 
at the debate um, of the candidates that were running when she got elected. And one of the first things she said on stage at the library that actually made me get up and leave because I just didn't think I could stomach talk like that was how proud she was that rental prices were going up in her neck of the woods. And um, I'm just like, could you be more bourgeois, you know? Uh, how about we get proud that we're taking care of people? How about we don't worry so much about saturating the market so that so that housing becomes oh more affordable? Anyway, let's see. Also under I, hearings to be held, um, item nine G that evening was about rezoning about two and a half acres um, from residence two district to highway business C4. Uh, in, um, but in this discussion, they talked about how they had to keep a border of, listen to this, they had to keep a boundary of trees between the residence two district and highway C4. They need to keep those kinds of properties separate from each other. Well, this is two things, okay? One is we're talking about absolutely still not doing mixed-use developments where people from different socioeconomic strata actually live together, learn to appreciate each other in, in, their, in their similarities and differences, and maybe come to realize that we're all humans here together, um, then maybe can we can be examples to each other. Maybe we can help each other. Maybe we can talk to each other, people that aren't like you. I mean, that's mixed development ideals, right? But the other thing is that, uh, that the city council, I'm not saying that I can't remember exactly what was said, but they're talking about you have to keep these trees as a, as a boundary. How many places in this city could they come through and go, you have to keep these trees? You have to keep these trees. Again, I'll reiterate, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is now. This past weekend, they planted a whole bunch of baby trees. This very, uh, in, the, in this city council that I'm talking about, um, the mayor talked about uh, how it, they were going to be planting trees and that it was going to be a thousand baby trees, according to Francis Ackridge, I believe added that um, stipulation. I want you guys to understand that that's not saplings, first of all. That's baby trees. And, you know, if you're planting baby trees that have not even got a root system, uh, you, you know, you're talking about probably um, at least a 50% fail rate. They're just not going to make it. That's why when you go to a, a nursery, you get a tree in a pot, it's 
a sapling, you know, it's, uh, it's been nurseried, you know, up until a certain, it's got a certain amount of leg on it. And, uh, and you, it, the viability of it is much higher. Um, so anyway, uh, so what I was trying to say was the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is to plant is now is today. So they're doing the today. However, baby trees are not the same as planting saplings, at least. Um, but also, you know, if you acknowledge that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, that means that tree that was planted 20 years ago, or 100 years ago, or somewhere in between, or 10 years ago, or whatever, um, that, that tree, it doesn't mean that, you know, that it's okay for you to cut that down if you replace it with a baby tree. No, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago means that is because now you have a tree that you should not cut down, okay? <laughs> you may add by planting more trees that make up for all of the trees that in the last 20 years plus have been cut down um, and and why not come through and, and make some sort of zoning pronouncements that says you may not cut these trees down. They were planted 20 years ago. Uh, they Those are the most important trees. We need to preserve them. That was the best time to plant trees because we have them now, as in we have them now, not as in we cut them down now so that we no longer have the tree that was planted 20 years ago. If you cut it down now, that whole thing about it's good to have planted it 20 years ago is moot. Okay? Anyway, uh, item 9H this was about rezoning 153 acres, okay? And from business, highway business C4 district, which as far as I can tell, it should never have been, you know, 153 acres. Uh, you could run um, livestock on that. You could make food. That's enough land to farm. And, you, and even if you don't want to till the soil. You can run turkeys under trees. You can run pigs under trees. There's uh, um, any number of ways to preserve the biodiversity and, and still produce food. Uh, anyway, 153 acres that used to be Highway C4 district, turning it into Residence 2 district. Uh, at the request of the developer, it was a developer petition. I'm starting to learn more and more that it's developers that own, they've bought this with the idea of, of developing it. So either it's a developer who's developing it for, for the owner or the developer owner. Frequently, they fail to point out that the developer is the owner. Um, and how did they come to own it? They bought it from a farmer 
for rock bottom prices, for instance, right? And and all they, they're, they're trying to make as much money off of it as they can. It's not that it's a precious piece of earth who that needs to be nurtured and understood and respected. It's just capitalism, right? Anyway, we got this 153 um, acres. The developers petitioning to change it from to res to R2 residential single family dwelling. Um, um, and in the middle of this discussion, they talk about how they haven't been able to develop it because Limestone Creek runs through the middle of it. So. What kind of zoning considerations go into, we need to preserve the waterway and all of the beings that, that use that waterway as habitat? Or will they go in there and just pour Roundup all over the banks and kill almost everything and every animal and every frog that used to live there? Uh, what, anyway... So this developer was talking about how he, you know, this sounds good. He's going to build entry-level housing there. Um, so that sounds great. But, you know, the last time I heard somebody say they were building um, entry-level housing uh, or affordable housing, those houses were costing $200,000 was the predicted uh, price for those houses. I don't care what anybody says. A $200,000 house is not entry level. You know what? That's entry level into more debt than a young couple should get into. That's entry level into let's make a bunch of bankers really rich. That's what that's entry level into. Let's have a serious conversation, folks, about what affordable housing is. Okay? And maybe let's not worry so much about this business of, oh my gosh, we might build too many apartments and saturate the market and drive those prices down. When you're talking about, okay, your next best thing is, I'm going to build some entry-level housing so you don't need an apartment. You could just use a, a bigger piece of property that I've cut all the trees down off of that now is going to have a bunch of runoff from your yard that you're going to be putting all kinds of who-know-what on into Limestone Creek doing God only knows what. Um, to, to you know, So now you, you don't get an apartment, but you can get into more debt than you have any business getting into with your entry-level housing. Okay, um, next came, oh, yeah, this was a, a variance of some sort, 9I. Uh, a public hearing on amending the approved general development plan of Crown Creek Plan Development. There's a development named after a creek. What has happened to the creek? What has happened to the wetlands? What has happened to all the myriad beings that called that home? Anyway. Um, that is going to revise a secondary front yard setback requirement because this is the deal. It's sort of a weird little lot and there's a certain amount of front yard setback that's required for this development and they're trying to get it so that it's less for one particular lot where they don't have as much room because it's a weird shaped little lot. So uh, so they need to, you know, they're, they have to... Um, because of the size of the house that they have to put on that lot, they need less front yard. 
My question is, you just talked about entry-level housing. Why don't you make a smaller house? You know, and then it might border on, oh my God, there's a mixed development going to happen here. Somebody that can afford a smaller house might, oh God, actually live next to somebody in a McMansion. Heaven, help us that people like that ought to be neighbors and get to know each other. Okay. I'm okay. Um, 9J. Uh, this is about um, uh, amending more zoning ordinance stuff. Um, that so this is the deal. They're they're trying to um, uh, pass an ordinance that uh, limits the num the number of structures that you can have per acre to only four, and um, the 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 four structures per acre could be. Uh, for, uh, you know, apartment houses or just for single family dwellings. Um, but basically this is a bid to limit density because we live in a city that loves to sprawl and, and also loves to judge anything as an eyesore for any reason. Um, because uh, we're conditioned to not have a lot of understanding for people who live under different circumstances from us. Um, a limiting density is 100% contrary to uh, fighting the problem of sprawl that we have and the problem of we're developing all of our um, food sources into places for people to live. I know you guys are aware that, you know, food actually comes from somewhere before it gets to the grocery store. Um, item 9K, L, and M, which uh, <coughs> I think the point here was that it was only going to be a hearing and and it was going to pass or something like that anyway. Um is they were basically about vacating um, alleyways and stuff like that. Uh, some of the, a couple of these from this pictures looked like, guess what? They were covered with trees. Why are we vacating that? Why don't we keep that and say, this is a place where trees were planted 20 years ago. We're just going to keep that because that's the best time to plant trees. And how about we keep a nice alleyway for habitat, for birds and bugs and all of the wonderfulness of, of the earth that we might actually, there's another mixed development for you. Like we might actually live next door to where an animal lives. Oh my God. You know? Anyway. I'm a little bit uh, fucked or over dramatic tonight. Um, let's see. Item ten was a vacation of right away that was set for a public hearing. Um, there were no agenda-related public comments. I have to tell you guys, it's worked. It really has worked. The rules that they put in place for limiting agenda uh, for limiting uh, public comment have really worked. There's fewer and fewer 
and fewer and fewer and fewer people who show up to have any comment, uh, either during this agenda-related comment section or at the end of City Council for the open comment section. They really have done it. I, my hat is off. You have really succeeded in discouraging people from coming to speak at City Council. It was already discouraging before in that it never made any difference. But now it's really discouraging because nobody will even do it. Um, hats off. Uh, mayor comment, uh, he talked about planting trees. And this is funny. He said, this is reminded me very much of uh, uh, what Alan Booker said at a meeting I was in, um, which I had a podcast with him. Go back and find it if you haven't listened to it, um, about how this word sustainable is now got so it it's, doesn't have any meaning. Um, and sure enough, the mayor said, trees are sustainable when he was talking about planting trees this past weekend. Uh, trees are sustainable. What the heck does that mean? What does that mean? I don't, what does that mean? Somebody can clue me in. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, when Jenny Robinson made her remarks, she said something about, um, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 finding out what goes on behind the curtain in city government, which was, I think, an, in an unintentional uh, nod to the fact that our city government is lacks transparency. Okay? Um, friend Frances Ackridge had her time. She talked about a six-year-old um, environmental zine. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, and just went on and on and about how it talked about how plastics are um, terrible on the environment. And so I'd like to know. I've asked numerous times for us to do something about single-use plastics in our community. And the mayor and city council members refuse to even acknowledge that, that that's even a, an idea worth discussing. There's plenty of places that have bans on those things. Um, and I would urge my listeners to quit uh, patronizing places that use plastic uh, cutlery um, and plastic cups and, uh, and, you know, start uh, making yourself a sandwich and uh, wrap it in wax paper and have that for lunch, okay? You got to quit uh, patronizing, giving your money and let, as a way of letting them know that it's 100% okay uh, for them to keep using single-use plastic and tell your friends, I said so. And uh, also... Get yourself a bag and carry your own bag to the grocery store and quit using those nasty, nasty little plastic bags that are everywhere. And you know where they wind up? Because as soon as their stuff falls out of them, 
They're nothing but little kites with no strings holding them in place. And off they blow into pastures where a goat chokes on them, into the ocean where a turtle chokes on them, or where a whale's belly gets full of plastic. Please stop it with the plastics. I know it's impossible to live in the modern world and completely get rid of plastic, but there's an awful lot you can do and an awful lot you can put your foot down about. Please, I beg you. Um, and also read the top of your uh, recycle bin and learn what kind of plastics are not recyclable. And I mean not recyclable in that our recycling program does not accept them, which is as good as being not recyclable. You can put them in the bin all you want, and when they get there, they're going to throw them in the garbage. And off to the dump they go, and into the environment, ultimately. Um, so please, you know, think about plastics. They're not... They're very dangerous out in the wild. Um, let's see, then we had the finance report. Uh, I didn't write down what the expenditures were. Eh. Um, then we had board appointments and uh, board appointments to be voted on, board, appoint board appointment nominations. It seems lately like we've been do doing an awful lot of uh, ice skate uh, boards and tennis center boards. Um, I wonder what's up. Is it because it's fall and everybody doesn't want to do sports anymore? I don't know. Anyway, meh. I don't know what those guys do. Um, I hope that they're not cutting down trees. Okay, then came Huntsville Utilities items. And the Huntsville Utilities were in show again. My goodness. Uh, uh, to talk about a resolution authorizing the mayor to enter into an agreement between the Marshall County Gas District, a corporation, hereinafter referred to district, and the city of Huntsville Utilities, gas. So he stood up and talked about how we needed to uh, do a bunch of gas infrastructure. I, what the gall, okay? What we need is renewable infrastructure. We need to get off of gas which not only when you burn it is a, 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 a god-awful producer of uh, uh, greenhouse gases, but this gas business that we're into, it, the mining of it, if you will, it is uh, also horrifying environmentally. Fracking, tar sands, <coughs> the, the, uh, the just and transporting it and spills and uh, and methane released when you mine mine the stuff that is a, a horrifying uh, greenhouse gas that uh, uh, is not it doesn't last as long as co2 in the atmosphere but it's like i don't know several or like an order of magnitude worse um heat retainer than co2 um but then I think maybe the best thing that happened when Huntsville Utilities here, I just, I wish they would come all the time because then we could get these crazy comments down. Um, 
is after he had done with his discussion of how we need to pay some ungodly amount of money to have our gas infrastructure something something um the uh the mayor took took uh, a moment to ask this fellow from Huntsville Utilities if uh, I think it was the mayor it could have been somebody else but anyway somebody up there asked this fellow from Huntsville Utilities if you know uh you guys do know about that we're having record low uh water levels in the Mississippi River and so uh whoever it was up there who asked him wanted to know if the drying up of the Mississippi River was going to have an effect on us. <laughs> okay, but and then, you know, what was even funnier is the guy from Hunter Utilities says, no, we're in a different watershed, so it's not going to affect us. Uh, let me reiterate something I said earlier about how we're losing all of our food production locally. Not all of it, but we're, I mean, look, a lot of it's going the way of the dodo. <laughs> um, and and where do you think we get our food from? <laughs> the drying up of the Mississippi River is not going to affect us? You think we've got inflation now and supply chain problems and the Great Plains try to get their grain out? so people can make food out of it and the drying of the Mississippi River is not going to affect us. Uh, so everything will have to be moved, I guess, by fossil fuels even more. Not, not that they don't burn fossil fuels in boats that go uh, barges, if you will, that use the Mississippi River. But at least if you're going that away, you know, trying to get the grain out, you're going south, which is the direction the river flows. Um, uh, uh, anyway, so we're just put everything on trains and uh, and uh, in, into trucks and burn more fossil fuels. Wee! Okay, anyway. So, onwards and upwards. Um, <coughs> so the next uh, thing that happened was, oh, well, we had a vacation of a bunch of right-of-ways. Uh, most of this, but some of these were these alleyways where why couldn't we keep them and say, oh no, I think we'll keep these and keep all of these trees growing here. Because most of these alleyways are not actually alleys. They're just, uh, you know, a blank spot between the fronts and backs of rows of houses or developments of some sort. Why couldn't we just say, okay, this is where... Uh, the mayor and uh, all of his uh, buddies and stuff are going to come and plant trees and let's just make trees and more trees and some trees and let's, uh, you know, welcome, quit spraying things with Roundup and other and pesticides and stuff and welcome the biodiversity right into our backyards because uh, uh, if we don't start, it's going to be unwelcoming to us. Um. So anyway, on to number 19, which is unfinished business items for action. So 19A was a certain property, police department, shooting range, uh, utility drainage, drainage easement for cellular service. Um, I just hope they don't cut any trees down, but they probably will, putting up 
some tower for cellular service or digging some ditch for a drainage easement or I don't even know anyway. But item B uh, was entertaining at the least. This uh, was unfinished business. It was about the ordinance authorizing the operation of medical cannabis dispensing sites within the city limits of Huntsville. Okay, so uh, Dr. Robinson decided that she had a few words to say about this. So she was on the, you know, decided that to participate in some discussion about this. And she said, uh, you know, that she'd read up now she'd actually read up on the medical uses for cannabis and uh and and she decided she led on is how she maybe approved that there were indeed some valid medical uses for cannabis i'm so glad that dr robinson has come down in favor of this because god knows that all the peer-reviewed papers that have been published and and a and agreed upon in all of the scientific community, we were waiting on her to say, yes, she supposes that indeed there is a use for medical cannabis. I'm just relieved that finally we got that okay from her. Um, uh, but she also had a lot to say about how she'd been out West and, uh, um, she, you know, people just be hanging around these cannabis places smoking and, and, you know, just whatever. And that that just, you know, what were we going to do to make sure that that would never happen? Um, uh, so I wonder if there's something we can do about, uh, uh, about, you know, where, uh, uh, where bars are situated or where uh, quick marts are situated that sell beer. Because, I, God, you know, people go in there and they buy beer and they're out in the public drinking this stuff. Oh, my God. I Obviously, she would have been all for prohibition. Um, at, at any rate, uh, of course, her concerns were addressed by the kind of places, the zoning that the dispensaries are going to be allowed to, go in only medical medical districts and in industrial districts um and all sorts of special consideration to make sure that you know nobody's hanging around getting high at the can medical cannabis dispensaries because out west they do that stuff um you know out west there's this uh, uh little uh or not little, but rather large state called California. And, um, you know, they're, they're one, like, the, what are they? Like, the state of California is like the fifth largest economy in the world or something like that. Uh, you know, but out west, they don't know how to do things and they're doing crazy stuff all the time. You wouldn't want to be like them, except that we want to grow this city as fast as we can and get as many people and, and as much money here and as much tax revenue, but... We don't want to do things like they do out west where, you know, they might have a state that's uh, on its own, one of the largest economies in the world. I don't know. I know that people don't really think like I do and and uh, like uh, like sometimes how ridiculous they sound. <laughs> Which makes me think of this one um, interview that I did recently where I am really torn about whether I should 
air it or not. Because I'm like going, but what you're saying is what we're doing. So we need to be, you know, like back and forth like that. I don't know. Maybe you guys would be interested in hearing me try to get along with somebody. Anyway, on to item 20. Uh, the only ones that were held were E, H, and N. Um, so uh, that left A through D, F, G, I through M, and O through Y all passed on the voice vote. No discussion. Uh, not even read into the record. They're just done. Okay? Uh, that's including things like uh, authorization for travel expenses, authorization for the acceptance of donations. That one's always weird to me. Um, like somebody gets to accept them. What are they doing with them? And it's just weird. Um, here, how about this vague one? Uh, authorizing, uh, amending budget ordinance, blah, 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 by char changing appropriated uh, funding for various departments and funds. Ooh, okay. That's vague. Uh, here, this one at least may, we're a, a resolution authorizing the mayor to enter into agreements with low bidders on, you know, some some stuff that had to be done that got bid on. Uh, of course, could the city have just done that? I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, here, anyway, so E was held, and guess what that was about? It was about paving streets. I don't understand why this is always like, uh, Bill Kling is always talking about how we need to pave the streets and everybody's talking about, yeah, my street and, oh, uh, well, just, uh, I think they think that everybody's going to be happy if their street gets paved. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, item... There's something, Pinnacle Bank, oh my gosh, you know, let's just feed the banks because that's what we need. Uh, more finance-based economy. Um, how about this one? I like this one. They didn't hold this for discussion. A resolution authorizing the mayor to enter in a joint funding agreement between the city of Huntsville and the U.S. Geological Survey for water resource investigations. I would have loved to have heard more about that. It actually sounds like maybe... Somebody might have something to say about, I don't know, wetlands or Limestone Creek, you know, things like that. Like maybe somebody is actually looking into things like that. Uh, I'd love a presentation on what that's about. Um, Lambert cocked median. So then IH was held, and this I believe is about that, the Mill Creek. Um, um, uh, development that uh, that they're working on that is supposed to ultimately be a mixed uh, development and um, but this in particular was about uh, the landscaping and pedestrian improvements around there uh, on Governor's Drive and so on and so forth. Um, uh, the, they were talking about um, maybe are is there going to be some um, aspect of you know complete streets taken into account around there? Um, complete streets is a project I believe that uh, makes sure that there's pedestrian and biking and 
and, and everybody gets to use the streets, basically. Um, which certainly should be the case. They also did talk about pulling down the old trees in the, in the median. Because, you know, they were probably planted 20 years ago. Um, maybe not that long ago. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Then, uh, what do we got? Agreement, State of Alabama, Department of Transportation. Um, agreement between the City of Huntsville and more DOT stuff. More DOT stuff. So, I don't know why land doing so the, I, this has a lot to do with the choice neighborhood thing because uh that's they're going to also get a state and probably federal funding because of it's a street you know so department of transportation gets brought into the whole thing um let's see raymond jones community center hiring a corporation for engineering services does anybody know what the Raymond Jones Community Center is? Um, uh, uh, architectural services. Uh, and good God, these architectural services uh, wind up. Uh, but anyway, this is for at John Hunt Park Recreation Center. Heaven only knows how much those that architectural stuff is costing. Um, a resolution authorizing the mayor to enter into an agreement, this one was held, between the city of Huntsville and KPS Group for architectural services for Sander Moon Phase 4. Uh, this was uh, had a price ticket of $1.2 on it, just FYI. The rest of the these items were just passed on the voice vote. Uh, we got things like um, software agreement, Traffic engineering, more traffic engineering. And here you go. Here's a, one of these special employee agreements uh, between the city of um, Huntsville and Odessa Sales Robinson. Uh, I can click on this PDF and see exactly how much she'll be making. I assume Odessa is a woman. And, um, and what her job is going to be and how many hours she's getting paid. But why did these things not go through HR? I, uh, I, you know, that's like, it just seems a little fishy. Uh, I'd like to understand that. Uh, city attorney to settle a couple of cases. Be interesting to see what those settlements were. What went wrong? Um, but they're not going to discuss those. Oh, no. No no public discussion of that kind of stuff. Uh, Alabama Historical Commission. Um, a couple of items having to do business with them. Uh, Alabama First Stop for the use of CDBGCV funds anybody cv that's curriculum vitae i don't know what that stands for so yes we have a problem with transparency without a doubt um uh, uh uh between north alabama drug task force alabama law enforcement this again is uh a something that probably has to do with spying on us you know 
resolution authorizing the mayor to enter into a limited standard agreement between the city of Huntsville and uh, Big Spring Park retaining wall evaluation. I remember when Big Spring Park and the, the pond at UAH had no walls around them, which is a damn sight friendlier to wildlife. But, you know, we have to be too concerned about appearances and getting those animals discouraged from being here. Um, anyway, that's about it for these items from number 20. There was one item, uh, number 21, introducing uh, about, um, you know, pr surplus property. We've talked about that before. Uh, there and, and there was one person, Andre Wilson, who showed up for second roster public comments. Um, he pointed out that the director of the CDC had developed COVID. You guys, COVID is not over. Please get your vaccines and boosters. I got to go get the latest booster myself. But I finally got my car back so I can go and do that. Um, and be careful out there. Um and something else about school shootings that he talked about. And it kind of took on the pall of we we're blaming the teacher. And, of course, I'm not going to be okay with that because uh, I'm a teacher. Uh, but, anyway, there you go. Thanks for listening. Um, hang on for a while. And I'm going to try to run through the city council meeting from November 10th, which was... Uh, just an hour and 15 minutes long. The, the whole city council meeting only was an hour and 15 minutes long. So I maybe will be able to get through these comments in this uh, podcast also. And this week we got another city council meeting because, you know, we're into November and December. And so the meeting, the schedules are all kinds of weird. Um, so hang on. Don't go anywhere. I think uh, next thing is I'm going to read a little poem. And then after that, we'll be back to city council meeting number two, if my cat will let me do that. <laughs> Hang on. Thanks for listening. Prayer's End by Brooklyn Copeland Nature remains faithful by natural light only. Immeasurable, invisible in the wind, visible when blades and branches bend the wind, speaks fluent rain, despite it the rain falls straight, and beyond it abandoned barns defend abandoned men.